Hello everybody, welcome to another episode of Find Your Model Health, the official podcast for those looking to optimize their long-term health and weight goals and understand how their body really works. I'm your host, I'm Shmaya Laney. I am an integrative health practitioner, nutritional therapist, certified iridologist and biohacker. And I'm very happy to have you back with me for another piece of your day. Before we get into this week's topic, I must remind you that the information in these podcast episodes is for informational purposes only and should not be taken as medical advice. Please consult your health practitioner before making any lifestyle changes. So in this episode we're going to re-look at apples and I'm excited for this because I love apples. I'm a huge fan of apples. My clients and followers and students, everybody knows, my family, I am obsessed with apples. It really is a case of an apple a day keeps the doctor and the dentist and all the other specialists in their field away. But there's a lot to be said for these, what we would call like old wives tales, an apple a day keeps the doctor away. The research certainly backs up the concept on so many different levels. Like when you start to dive into the research on apples, it's like, holy, why am I not eating an apple a day? So apples is something that I recommend to my clients and have been doing for years. The original Apple podcast that I did on why apples are amazing was maybe two years ago. And since then, my love for them and recommendations have just grown and grown and grown. So we're going to get into some of the benefits of apples, Um, mostly organic Granny Smith apples, which are my preferred apples. And according to the research, they are the best apples for us. Although all apples are great, provided they're organic. Um, And I'm well aware that organic still has some herbicide, pesticide, insecticide, and so on residues. But we want to limit our exposure to stuff like that, especially because a lot of the benefits we get from apples actually comes from the skin. And we don't want those skins laden with chemicals and toxins. So if we can get organic, we'll get organic, which actually is a question I get a lot from my clients. They will message me and say, hey, there's no organic Granny Smith apples, but there is just regular organics, regular Granny Smith apples. Or there are other organic apples, which should I get? And I always say, well, regardless, we want organic. So just get another organic apple because we don't want to be exposing our microbiome to these herbicides and pesticides in the skin. And again, the skin is where we really want most of that magic. People who follow me on Facebook will have seen my posts. Uh, One recently was... If you're making apple pie, don't throw away the skin. The skin is a great snack for you and your microbiome and has an abundance of benefits. And again, 
when you look at this research, it really is mind-blowing. Blowing. One of my favorite resources for looking, for those of you that want to do your own research, uh, one of my favorite resources is greenmedinfo.com. Those guys are amazing for compiling um, the most up-to-date research, along with the past stuff, but they just have thousands and thousands of studies. And I love that they vet everything as well. But let's move on to why you should be having an apple a day or at least every other day. Um, so I have been using apples for a long time as a healing tool with my clients. And the benefits people experience from eating apples, you know, people will say, I forgot how much I liked apples or I'm really enjoying my apples. And one common one is, oh my God, does that have to be Granny Smith? They're so tart and sour. Do I have to have them? And then a few weeks later, I swear, most of my clients are like, I really enjoy them now. They're my favorite type of apple. So um, I encourage organic Granny Smith apples, but again, organic apples are going to be great regardless. So of course, we've got this tartness and the sourness and the astringency of Granny Smith apples. Astringency really is kind of what you think when you suck on a lemon or something um, really tart and you make that weird face, but it can almost have this kind of drying texture or feeling in your mouth. That's astringency. Um, and I've, over the years, I've spoken about how important sour and tart foods are for you, especially for stimulating the vagus nerve and stomach acids and bile acid and digestive enzymes and the gallbladder and all this very important stuff, which a lot of people are having issues with nowadays. And the main reason for that is you know what I'm going to say, but this literally is the main reason. It is the chronic stress many people experience nowadays because chronic stress shuts down the digestive system and it reduces hydrochloric acid production, pancreatic enzymes, it slows down bile, and so on and so on. So just adding in an apple can really play a big part there. And even when we look at bile, the pectin in apples, pectin being one of the fibers found in the skin can bind to toxic bile acids or bile sludge and help to remove them from the body. The, the, again, the studies, the research is mind-blowing. Like this food is such an amazing food and so handy. You can always have one in your car, in your bag, in your gym bag. Uh, amazing for hydration. But anyway, the tartness of a Granny Smith apple is going to help with all of this. But not only that, like all apples are going to be great, except Granny Smith are going to be our best because, and I mentioned, I know, and I've mentioned this actually before many, many times, and people do ask me about this, especially with inflation nowadays, which is not fun for any of us. Um, and I, not everybody can afford organic. I'm well aware of this. Um, and I know people get sick of hearing about organic and grass-fed and pasture-raised. And, and I also know that some people don't believe there's a difference between organic and inorganic foods. 
I'm only recommend, making recommendations from my educational points of view. And I have a general rule with my clients. Like there's only five or six foods. Some of my clients, very wealthy, can afford everything organic. Even the bricks in their house are organic. But other people are watching their pennies nowadays. And that is understandable. So I try to have this general rule. is like, look, if we keep these five or six things organic then the rest we kind of have a little bit of flexibility with. But these five or six things I really want organic and organic Granny Smith apples fall into that category of things. Um, because if we're going to buy a non-organic apple, like I said, we know that they are going to be laden with herbicides, pesticides, insecticides, God knows what else. And a lot of that lodges in the skin of the apple. And these chemicals are designed to kill bacteria and weeds and so on. We really want the benefits of an apple, especially the skin, to go into our gut and help with our bacteria. So we want this skin, these fibers, these polyphenols to go into our gut and feed our good bacteria and cause them to proliferate, but also encourage healing in our microbiome and the gastrointestinal lining and reduce inflammation. And if we're consuming skins that are pretty much toxic, well, guess what's going to happen? The opposite's going to happen. It's going to kill the good bacteria. It's going to cause inflammation throughout the gastrointestinal tract. It's going to cause damage. We're going to see a dysbiosis there between the good and the bad. Like it's, it's a, it's a poop show to be polite. And there are many studies as well showing us that fruits and vegetables that have been sprayed um, with whatnot, they are lower in nutrition and a lot of their polyphenolic compounds, which is pretty much what we want with apples, like that's where most of the benefits are, they're greatly reduced in apples and fruit and vegetables that have been sprayed. So you're just not going to get the benefits that you would if you just chose organic um, and that way, like I said at the very beginning, I know there may be remnants of herbicides, pesticides, chemicals on organic, but they're definitely going to be in lower levels, a lower concentration. And in that aspect, we are trying to stack conditions in our favor as much as possible. And we're also hopeful that the fibers in these apple skins, if, we, if, if they do what we want them to do, which the research says they do, um, and for sure I believe I've seen the results of many of my clients, that they improve resiliency to these heavy metals and chemicals and also encourage the breakdown of them by supporting your body through the nutrient profile as well, your resiliency with the antioxidants, the polyphenol, but also improving detoxification pathways. So we've got the binding, we've got improved resiliency, and then we can help get whatever, hopefully small amounts of chemicals would be on whatever food you're eating, get that out of your body um, efficiently. So we 
nowadays most people are having a lot of issues with their gut and their bacteria and their bacteria ratios and gas and bloating and diarrhea and acid reflux and stomach ulcers and H. pylori and BV and the list goes on and on and on. So if it's if you can afford to get organic Granny Smith apples and organic fruit and vegetables, then go for it. Because as my friend Catherine laughs at me and says, we're I we're always trying to stack conditions in our favor. And this is something really simple that you can do. But moving on. So sticking with organic Granny Smith apples. Um, we know that they're very tart, which is amazing. The sourness, the tartness, you know, there's a lot of research out there supporting that people who eat more bitter, tart and sour foods. And I can give you the studies. Those people lose weight more efficiently and faster, but they also keep it off in the long term. Generally, the research shows us that people who eat bitter, tart, sour, astringent foods, they are slimmer and they are healthier. And there's several reasons for that. People that don't like bitter, tart, sour foods, and this is also what I see in my practice, they generally gravitate towards more sweet tasting foods. Um, and then, of course, we all know the problem with that. See, you don't need me to go into that. Um, but Granny Smith apples, they're also one of the hardest apples. They ask for a lot of pressure from the jaw to bite into them and they're very crunchy. And because of this, your mouth and your jaw muscles, they get a lot of exercise. They do a lot of work biting into these apples and doing this chewing which is so good for you so when you crunch and you chew especially hard tough stuff and you're getting this exercise in your facial muscles not only are you keeping the facial muscles strong you keep the facial structure strong as well so as we get older and most people kind of transition towards more smooth and soft and mashed food, easy to digest. Um, it, it is a basic thing of use it or lose it. If you don't use your bicep muscles, you're going to lose them. If you don't use your facial muscles, you are going to lose them. So then people's faces start to droop. The skin droops. They start to lose that kind of definition, the structure in their face. It's the same thing with bone. Most of us health practitioners and personal trainers know that if you want to build strong, resilient bones, you have to put force on them. You have to put them under pressure and make them exercise. And the same goes for the bones in your face. So as we get older and everything starts to change, especially our food choices, and we're not chewing and crunching and tearing as much not only do the facial muscles start to regress and the face droops, the actual bone structure in your face starts to regress as well and degenerate because it's not getting this exercise. Um, and we, what we see through the research is as well that a lot of 
people, as they get older, when their facial structure collapses, it collapses in on the airways. And now they start having respiratory issues, not just struggles breathing, but also then we see more allergies start to accumulate as we get a buildup of bad proteins and bacteria in the airways because now this passageway is smaller, so it's easier for proteins and waste to accumulate in there but we also see a connection between this falling facial structure the collapsing of the facial structure and sleep apnea as well now I know there's a lot of talk about sleep apnea and all the different things that can drive it but the research does show us that as you get older and your facial structure collapses, we see a higher increase in sleep apnea. And we obviously don't want something like that because that in itself has its own issues. Um, as well, when you crunch and you chew and you bite, you stimulate not just the vagus nerve, but that has a down system effect it has a ripple effect and that basically tells the body, hey, along with the bitter tart sour effect and the acetic acid, which has an abundance of benefits in itself. Like seriously, people, I could go on and on and on and on about the benefits of apples and acetic acid and polyphenols and pectin and apple skins. But I'm going to try to keep this hopefully under 30 minutes. Um, if you're not convinced that you need to eat apples regularly after this, then I can't help you anymore. But when you crunch and chew, you have this ripple effect down through the gastrointestinal, gastrointestinal tract that tells your body, hey, let's get some pancreatic and digestive enzymes out there quick. We're going to need some digestion. Let's pump out that stomach acid. And it starts to increase all these very important acids and activity from the digestive tract that's even before you get the healing benefits of the apple and all its magic so already we're like okay well this is healing the gut this is improving digestion this is improving my breathing capacity my facial structure also youthfulness if you keep your face exercised and those muscles working and strong and you keep the facial bones strong well of course you're gonna look younger and healthier for a lot longer so this is an anti-aging tool might I say but it totally is when you take into account the enzymes and the polyphenols and the anti-inflammatory effects of apples and inflammation is the main driver of aging. Um, but moving on from this, more about apples. Um, if you have gallbladder issues, if you have fatty liver, there's a lot of research showing us that apples can have great binding abilities for binding to toxins and getting them down, but also emulsifying um, fatty acids that maybe we don't want. Combine that with the acetic acid and the polyphenols out of the apples, and the research is there for apples and fatty liver. And even well, triglycerides, fatty liver tends to go hand in hand, but there is a lot of research on the reduction of um, 
cholesterol in those who consume apples regularly and improvement in cardiovascular disease risk factors. Uh, consumption of apples is associated with a reduced risk of cancer in differential atomical sites. Uh, what else? The greater long-term intake and increased consumption of whole fruits may reduce the risk of developing hypertension. So that's blood inflammation. Um, a combination of apple pectin and chamomile shortens the course of unspecific diarrhea in children. Apples is something that I think was an old wives' tale. Many of us knew when we were pregnant that nausea, uh, you could always help nausea with a green apple. Well, certainly in Ireland, we were always told this. Green apples, ginger, and peppermint chewing gum. Great for nausea during... Um, pregnancy but if my kids or my clients are ever sick I'm always telling them okay make sure you have your apple cider vinegar make sure you have your apples um, not just for the nutrients the hydration but also for the binding capacity and the acetic acid along with the polyphenols in apples do help us to fight off bad pathogens including bacterias um, what else? I know people are going to ask about apple cider vinegar. Um, there's loads of research on apple cider vinegar. The, one of the main kind of components where we see the benefits of apple cider vinegar is the acetic acid. You'll also get acetic acid in apples, but I don't want to go into this. I have another podcast on apple cider vinegar and loads and loads of posts um apple polyphenol rich drinks decrease postprandial glucose insulin and in increase in response to a high carbohydrate meal my clients know i always tell them to have an apple or apple cider vinegar around carbs or uh, on refeed day the list just goes on and on oh this is a great one this was a study posted back in 1990 um and it the title says apple pectin reduces the body's burden of cesium-137 in Chernobyl children. So basically what they're saying is that apples consumed in children who were contaminated with radioactive fallout seen that there was uh, possible dose reduction measures um, after the consumption of apples, which comes back to contaminated children received a pectin compound named Vitapectin for a two-week period during their stay in a sanatorium. Um, and what the results say, the mean relative reduction of specific activity within the Vitapect groups was found to be approximately 33%, whereas the specific activity of the children who received a placebo decreased only by 14%. This basically tells us, apart from radioactive material, apple fibers, and this is what I mentioned a few minutes ago, bind to toxins in the body and they help remove them from your body. Um, such a great food. I know I sound like a broken record. If you're in my Facebook group, my biohacking Facebook group, you'll just search apples in the search bar and just mountains and mountains of information is going to come up. Um, so moving on, because I am aware of the time, 
Uh, we've spoken about chewing and biting and keeping the facial structure strong and helping to keep those airways open and strong as we get older. Um, there really is so much truth to an apple a day. Um, also, uh, it's been found that apples help to lower cholesterol, especially on a high fat diet. Uh, they help increase enzyme production. And, you know, I'm a firm believer that higher levels of enzymes um, slow down the effects of aging. And there's a lot of evidence to that, but I really, really believe um, this can be the case. And I take a lot of enzymes. Um, apples aid in digestion and bile production. You want to keep the bile flowing, but you also want to get the toxic bile out. Um the enzymes, along with the butyrate, which is a byproduct of digesting apple skin, helps to close up gut junctions. So these are those holes that can appear in the small intestine where people kind of refer to it as leaky gut. Well, these are called tight gut junctions or just tight junctions. Um, but when they're not tight or we see holes in the gastrointestinal lining, we see then food particles and proteins can seep into the bloodstream. And that's where we get an immune response and we see autoimmune issues and systemic inflammation and all that fun stuff. Well, the research shows us that the enzymes in apples along with the butyrate that gets produced once we digest apple skin, actually, once our bacteria in our gut break down the apple skin, one of their metabolites is called butyrate. And these help to basically cement in or close up those holes. Um, and you combine that with the polyphenols that you get from apples and apple skin, then you reduce the inflammation in the gut and you, obviously this is not going to happen overnight, but over time you can really, really see an improvement in people. This reminds me of ginger. Ginger is amazing for increasing the metabolism and fat burning, but it's not going to happen in a week. You have to be doing this every single day. And then in a few months of consistently doing it, you go, oh, I see now there's a huge change in my metabolism and it can be a nice change. But again, it takes time and it takes consistency. And like I mentioned, I have all the studies to back all this up or I'll point you in the right direction. Green Med Info, one of my favorite resources. Um, but I hope at this stage, as we come near to the end of this podcast that I'm convincing you. So a bit more on the polyphenols. So polyphenols are like a special type of antioxidants in the body. We There's all different types of polyphenols. We've got flavonoids, we've got catechins, um, we've got anthocyanidins. There's so many. And these all do pretty much magic, as I speak to my clients about. They think of these as magic dust. They do a lot of magic in your body. I mean, if you could just have an apple a day, you're getting a lot of magic. Um, they help to mitigate, mitigate inflammation. So Basically, they bring down inflammation and also improve your body's um, response to future inflammation. And it's 
resiliency to anything that may come into your body that generally we would see an inflammatory response from like a pathogen like uh, banging your elbow off the cupboard like a bad phone call a stressful day at work poor sleep so on so on um so the apple can be very helpful with this but also as we saw when we have a lot of inflammation we generally have blood sugar and insulin issues so I already mentioned that apples have been shown to help reduce blood sugars and improve um, the insulin response and postprandial glucose which is your blood sugar response after a meal, apples can help with that. So if you're reducing inflammation as well, you also help with that. You further help with any blood sugar imbalances. Um, in my master's group, and I have done a podcast episode on this, I do teach my clients about sirtuin foods. So sirtuin proteins are messenger proteins in your body that basically... Um, Send, give messages to your genes. So they influence genetic expression. Um, one easy example of this is like your skinny gene. I believe it's either CERT1 or CERT3. It's been a while since I've looked at it. But when you can turn that gene on, it's called your skinny gene in layman's terms. It's called your skinny gene. When you can turn that on, you can basically convince the body, hey, you're skinny, you're skinny, you're skinny, you're skinny. Uh, and you do this all day, every day, and your body acts like a slim person's body. We've also got our anti-cancer genes. We can turn them on and off through food. So these are the sirtuins. And um, polyphenols play a huge part in the sirtuin genes and turning on and off certain genetic expressions. Um, and apples, not officially categorized as a sirtuin food by some researchers, but I would put it into that category. Um, also, I speak a lot about lipopolysaccharides, which are inflammatory molecules. They're like byproducts of bad bacteria. Um, and they're very strong inflammatory molecules. And they can, one of the high risk factors for having a lot of lipopolysaccharides in your body is having a high trans fat or polyunsaturated fatty acid diet. Um, and these are a big driving factor behind disease. One of the main ways we get lipopolysaccharides is not only the polyunsaturated fats, but I know nobody's going to like to hear this. It's when we combine fat and carbs together, they form lipopolysaccharides. But the polyphenols and the pectin in apples lowers lipopolysaccharides um, and can downregulate their formation if you were to consume, let's say, what would we say? Like a pizza. So if you have a pizza by itself, you've got a high risk of creating a lot of lipopolysaccharides and an inflammatory response from that. But if you combine that slice of pizza with an organic Granny Smith apple, we see that that response is downregulated and you get less of an issue from having that food, if that makes sense. So 
apples can really help to lower that response and inhibit the formation of these polysaccharides. Like that's amazing. That's not taking like an aspirin or a statin. That's just having an apple. Um, apples really have a huge part in inflammation. And most people to ask me about inflammation, I know they don't fully understand what inflammation is, but a lot of people think they have inflammation and they're probably right. A lot of people do. So just having an apple can help. Even if you're already taking medication for inflammation like a statin or whatever it might be you can also still have apples which will enhance your results or chances of improvement like this is well I don't want to say it's groundbreaking stuff because it's been around for a long long time but um it's definitely important and I really hope you're all learning something from this uh we also see research where these polyphenols in apples have been shown to help lower inflammation from colitis, which is a big thing. A lot of people have, like I mentioned, issues in their gut. We see a lot of colitis. I see a lot of diverticulosis. I have done podcasts on that. Um, and it's estimated that up to 80% of the population has diverticulosis, which is not surprising with the way people live nowadays. I have diverticulosis and I really believe it's from my overweight days. And um, But all we can do is learn from our mistakes and try to heal them, right? Um, we also see that the pectin in apples, um, also called polymerized pro procyanidins, um, these polymerized procyanidins, they're so big that they don't get absorbed in the gut. So by the time they get to the cecum, they end up uh, fermenting. And when this happens, it causes one of our good bacterias called Ackermansia to be produced eight times more than any other food. Ackermansia is a carbon eater. I've spoken about this bacteria before. Basically, it's a very good bacteria. Carbon eaters, fat is made of carbon. The backbone is carbon. Carbon eaters eat carbon. These bacteria eat fat. The higher amounts of acromansia you have, the higher your metabolism is going to be and the higher your fat burning capabilities are going to be. Another way that we can increase acromansia is through cardio exercise, but at the stage of you know where your chest is on fire and your mouth is watering, well, that's that mucus, that carbon being produced. That's a sign that although you're creating that lovely mucus and you feel like you want to die, you're actually um, increasing your acromansia at that stage as well because they are carbon or mucus eaters. Um, and they're pretty much our main bacteria when it comes to fat burning and staying lean and healthy. Um, and they're also connected to um, eating healthy food, what we would consider healthy food. I know we can argue what one person says is healthy and another person says isn't and so on and so on. Um, but it's these phenols, this pectin that helps to feed our acromansia and it helps them to proliferate. And then we get the ripple effect of all the good stuff that comes from that. So again, why wouldn't you add in an apple? There's also another subsection of phylum of bacteria that are called bacteroidetes. These guys, they're like best friends with acromansia. They help to keep us lean and 
healthy, they work synergistically. So um, we know that bacteroidetes, we can increase them through fasting, through cardio, through exercise. But again, these guys eat the skin. Well, they break down the skin of green apples and then their metabolites or their byproducts are kind of what I mentioned earlier with the butyrate and they have other anti-inflammatory effects. Um, and they also have been shown in many, many studies that they help prevent obesity in mice, um, which was also another phenomenon that was uh, found to be connected with a decrease in in our cecum of firmicutes to bacterioidetes ratio. So firmicutes, although they sound firm and cute, they are not. They are the bacteria that make us fat and ugly and unhealthy and they give us bad skin and bad immunity. We see there's higher ratios of firmicutes in people that are overweight or are sick. So in this one study done on mouse, they see that the decrease in the ratio of firmicutes to bacteroidetes, so lower firmicutes and higher bacteroidetes, um, we also saw an increase in the abundance of the mucin degrade or acromansia. So basically the bad bacteria decreases and both of the good bacteria increases. So this is very promising because like I mentioned, the bad bacteria like they're really bad. Most of you know this, like you feel rubbish, you constantly get sick, your skin looks terrible, you just keep gaining weight, like you feel rubbish, but apples can just help with this. And I use apples in many different ways. You can do a monofast. I like to do apple fast or monofast with my clients. Uh, I used to like to use apples on refeed day. Um, there's research showing that an extended fast um, along with apples can enhance autophagy, so cellular cleanup and fat burning. Um, and we want cellular cleanup because as we go through our day-to-day -day life and activities, our cells get damaged. We accumulate toxins all over our body, including our brain. And this can impair metabolic processes, but also if you allow it to happen for longer and longer, you're going to start feeling more rubbish and more rubbish and brain fog and aches and pains. Um, we see in this re in one study that an extended fast combined with apples can really enhance that cellular cleanup. Um, and this is important because we don't just want damaged cells floating around and causing issues with other cells that we're trying to keep healthy and strong and resilient. Apples are also considered, and some people may argue this with me, but they're considered a negative energy food. So negative energy food is proposed that it's food that when you eat it, it takes up so much energy for you to digest, kind of like the thermogenic effects. Um, it takes a lot of energy for you to digest it, break it down, absorb the nutrients, that the calories that are in the food are almost negligible by the end. Um, I do this, do believe this to be true for proteins, like a good steak. Maybe not so much with apples, but um, I do believe there will be a reduction in the calories absorbed because, again, organic Granny Smith apples being so hard and crunchy, and they are going to take a lot of energy to digest. Um, but what else have we got before we let you go? I know I'm kind of going on a bit, but I'm obviously really passionate about apples and trying to convince you 
Um, apples are one of the most hydrating foods out there. Did you know that? There was there is some research done by Dr. Don, Donna Cohen, I believe, who is the author, one of the authors of the book called Quench. I may have her name wrong, but I'm pretty sure it's Dr. Cohen. Um, she's one of the authors of a book about hydration called Quench. Um, and they discuss how apples, consuming an apple alongside a bottle of water will hydrate you twice as much as just having the water alone. But we know that apples and most other fruits and vegetables, they contain what's called structured water or easy water. Um, there's a book called The Fourth Phase of Water, which is a great book if you want to learn more about it. And I had a conversation with Annalima CEO on mother water a couple of months ago that was a good conversation go check that out in the podcasts um, and we talked about the mother water but it's the same kind of idea as structured water or some people will refer to it as a gelatinous water so water has all these different phases or stages and one of them is where water becomes more like a gel um, but I think it's easier to just refer to that as structured water. So it's water that has a structure. When you consume apples, they contain structured water. So not only do they hydrate you, but they also, with their soluble fiber, they help you hold on to water like a sponge, causing increased hydration. So those two books, the fourth phase of water and then quench being the second book if you want to learn more about water and hydration check those out so apples great on a really hot and even cold I think people experience more dehydration in the cold than they do in the hot weather um, and then we've got the polyphenols we've got the sirtuin activation we've got red phenols in apple skin even in green apples you'll get a couple of red phenols but obviously more in red apples which further increase the activity of our bifidobacteria most people have heard of bifidobacteria because it'll be on like probiotics or some of those probiotic yogurts I can't remember what they're called activia or some of them um, which usually is not the case with those yogurts so don't drink them but anyway um, bifidobacteria is a bacteria that helps with energy production and increases of course well if you're producing more energy your metabolism is higher and then you've got an increase in fat burning kids have an abundance of bifidobacteria that's why they have so much energy and literally always bounce off the walls but as we get older, our bifidobacteria starts to increase. And one way we can start to increase that is through that feedback loop of eating apples. Um, so those that feed and produce acromancia, they create byproducts that then also increase the bifidobacteria while healing the gastrointestinal lining. And we have this lovely cycle that keeps going on. So in summary... An apple a day really does keep the doctor away and the dentist away. And my good friend Megan Scarson here in Airdrie, she owns Woodside Dentures. And she agrees 
that an apple will help to clear the bad bacteria from your mouth and your teeth and your gums and keep your mouth nice and healthy. And we know there is a direct connection between oral health and cardiovascular disease. And like, this is full circle. But I think I have convinced everyone at this stage. So to summarize, apples have been shown to help with um, binding to toxins, healing the gastrointestinal tract, reducing inflammation, um, improving digestion, bile flow, cardiovascular issues, fatty livers. Uh, even with several types of cancer, apples have been shown to help protect against radiation and EMF. They help with diarrhea. They help prevent hardening of the arteries. Um, they help reduce inflammation due to vaccine-induced toxicity, which also crosses the blood-brain barrier and helps preserve brain health. Uh, we have improvements in blood sugars, the insulin response, postprandial glucose. Um, we also see that true apples, um, they can help prevent hair loss. Yes, there's research showing apples are great for the hair. And then there's another feedback loop of advanced glycation end products where which are associated with the oxidation of blood sugars and cause inflammation and in aging. So ages, advanced glycation end products are a big part of aging and they can even affect your telomeres. But this one study showed that um, when advanced glycation end products bind to hair follicles, they kill and damage the hair follicles and your hair falls out. Um, and that's due to inflammation. But also, apples have antimicrobial, antiviral properties. They've been shown to be beneficial against influenza and staphylococcal infections. They help with fat loss. They're great for um, hydration. So if you're not convinced that you should be eating an apple a day by now, or at least every other day, then I cannot help you. I also have clients going through the elemental diet um, that I did a while ago. I did a podcast episode on that, and that can be very beneficial for people with gastric issues. Um, but with the elemental diet, as you start to reintroduce solid foods, apples are one of these foods that I will use, and they're they're so effective, like very beneficial. Some of my clients can't do long, clean fasts either, but they do amazing on mono fasts or apple fasts. And this is because of stress. Maybe I'll do another podcast on that. If people want one, let me know and we can discuss how apples can help people with fasting um, and how you'd know that is if you do a fast and then when you break your fast, you have a lot of diarrhea or bowel issues after breaking your fast, will you know that you have issues doing a longer clean fast? So that could be 24, 36 hour fasts of just like water and teas. And then the next day when you introduce food, you spend most of the day in the bathroom. That shows us that there is an issue there with your gastrointestinal tract and fasting and that you probably will do better on an apple fast. Um, also, I like to keep my apples in the fridge. Everyone's different, but the cold temperatures of the fridge help slow down oxidation. So like if I have a whole bag of apples, I'm probably not going to eat that all in a couple of days. So um, the cold in the fridge can help keep my apples fresh for longer. I really hope you all found this podcast episode 
um, really helpful and enlightening. And you're off to buy some organic Granny Smith apples now. Uh, if you're an Airdrie, usually Superstore are good for them. And uh, Co-op have organic Granny Smith apples and then Community Foods. Um, please, please share this information with anyone, which is everyone, that you think may benefit. Uh, you never know who you might be helping or what life you might be changing. And something as simple as an apple a day, why wouldn't you share this information? People can do this. Um, and if we can just help each other get a little bit healthier or better every day, then we're winning that battle on some level so I'd really appreciate it if you would share and like and subscribe if you haven't done it already and if you feel I deserve it feel free to leave me a little review on your favorite podcast platform it really helps my business thank you for listening I apologize that this episode was a little bit longer but clearly I'm very very passionate about apples okay I'm gonna let you guys go chat to you soon bye bye